welcome to another episode of the Ad Geeks Podcast. I'd like to thank all y'all for coming out today, tuning in, whether you know working now, mowing the line, doing whatever you doing right now. Thank you for tuning in. You know, on a weekly basis, we consistent with it. Trying to get consistent with it. I'm Adrian that Spells. How you doing today, Spells? I'm doing good. And if I can make a suggestion, if you're gonna listen to you know, episodes I'm on, I suggest you do it while you like cleaning up your house mm-hmm. or like when you drive to work, you know, while you waiting in the airport. I'm I'm that type of vibe, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really the, the manual labor guy. <laughs> I mean, I feel that but I am doing good, man. Yeah. That 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 drive to work is that, that that drive to work is the best time to be listening to podcasts. That's normally when I would be listening to my podcast on a work yeah, or a long drive. My voice sounds great in the Accord. You know what I'm saying? My voice sounds great in the Accord, the Camry, <laughs> the Ford, I mean, even the Chevy, man. It's just any speaker that you put to your ear or around your ear, just, we're meant for it, bro. Afkeet's podcast. Let's go worldwide. <laughs> hey, yeah, of course. I mean, we already aiming for it. You know, shout we got we got viewers in. Uh, listeners in India and everything, we 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 working on the worldwide vibe. But you know, we we doing what we do. We honestly almost got more in India than we do in the states. What's going on with that? What, 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 what I'm, I'm an international poppy. That's all. <laughs> yeah, but man, 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 man. You know, I texted spells this morning because I was like, Lakers. You know, the Lakers pack in the clip. I already you know I cocked it back. I was ready to come over here and unload. But you know. Yeah, I had to, I, nah, I mean, I had to, I had to put it away now. I had to throw, I had to put it away, lock it back out, take it out the chamber and everything. I, I ain't got nothing left in it. And the only reason that is, is because when I get on social media today, and at first I was like, okay, yeah, you're going to get the Lakers. People going to say blah, 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 blase, blase, you know, saying what they got to say. But then there was some cast that was just so outrageous. Two two of my mm-hmm. homies in particular, one of them hit me up. We're gonna talk about the first one. We talk about the Lakers first, and I'll, t- I'll talk about the second one a little bit. The first one is a hardcore Pelicans fan. Hardcore Pelicans fans yeah. ride New Orleans. He's from New Orleans, Louisiana. Ride or die, New Orleans. Every day, all day, every day. So this dude, like, we went to school together and everything, but he he. He he was real. He was. I was looking on Twitter and I'm like, you know, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I see, oh, Lakers slander, cool. Lakers slander, cool. Like, I keep seeing that. I'm seeing it. And I'm like, I'm scrolling. I'm like, dang, that's like 15 straight Lakers slander things. What what's going on? And I'm looking at this all from him. And then he not even only just retweeting it. He he actually <laughs> letting them all have it. He he talking about. Yeah, this why eighty this and that eighty. We told y'all what eighty is. Eighty not this. Eighty not that. And just slander. I'm like, dang. And then he talking about the Lakers, talking all X, Y, and Z. And I said, hold on, hold on. I said, you sound. I finally I threw the scroll for what I commented. I said, yo, bro, yo, you sound like a bitter Pelicans fan right now. You sound pretty bitter. What's going on? You need a hug or something? He like, nah, I'm not bitter. Blah blah blah. It's just. X, Y, and Z, they, they frauds, they this, they that. And I'm just looking at him they like, frauds. man, he, he was not having it with the Lakers. He was just, he was just going at it. And I was like, um, wait, 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 like, well, why, why are you, why, what's wrong with you? He's like, I got like, he said, I got all these picks and Zion. Lakers are irrelevant. And I'm like, huh? 
they obviously not irrelevant. I said, yo, Twitter is Pelicans won in the playoffs. That spells, you making sense. He's saying the Lakers irrelevant though. And I'm like, but his spells, his feed is I mean, like his whole page is full of Lakers slander, but they irrelevant. Like Yeah, man. I is anywhere LeBron goes, that hate's gonna go though. But I think this is aimed towards A D, it sounds it like is. I mean just a bit of fan, bro. I mean he that hurt go. You it just happens that way, man. Kind of similar to my hate for Russell Westbrook, even though I kind of respect them more now. But you know, everywhere, everywhere Russ goes, I'm a hate on him. <laughs> Ain't no shame in my game. That's so crazy. If he goes, if he comes back to OKC, then I might. You know what I'm saying? He got. I'm come actually back. probably gonna be mad. I hope not. He got to come back to retire there, Mister OKC. He got. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he, do. he doesn't have. To, he doesn't have to suit up. Yeah, he don't have to suit up. He just he had to. He just had to come back. You know, do kind of like the. Paul Pierce type thing where you come in, sign like a 10-day contract, you sign a contract, you come in, you retire, then you don't actually play a game, but you just retire there. Yeah, he can honestly just tell us he wants to retire here, and we will announce that he retired as an Oklahoma City Thunder. But, like, I honestly don't even want that guy in the facility, man, all that dancing and shit. (laughs) But back to the Laker hate, man. Yeah, I saw a lot of the Laker hate, too, I think. You know, outside of your homie, man, a lot of people were happy to see LeBron fail for the first time this early. You know, we used to seeing him in the finals. He had, like, a little slippage when he first got to the Lakers because of that groin injury, and they missed the playoffs. But then, you know, the next year he got healthy. He got right back to it. You know, first finals with the Lakers, first win with the fuck Lakers. And then this year, man, it's just honestly the injury bug bit him again. I don't think the ankle was his issue. I mean, he's probably still a little – you know, a little tender from it, but I don't think that was the reason they lost. I think AD really fucked them over. Uh, and not that he meant to, but just getting hurt and then being passive game one. And, I mean, shit, it's, it's the playoffs, though. You got to play hurt. Mm-hmm. And if you do, if you can't play hurt, then your team got to be able to adjust without you. And, I mean, that's what the Suns did. Chris Paul was noticeably hurt the whole series, and, I mean, they still produced – Devin Booker carried, and that's what LeBron should have did. Hey, Devin and Booker came only- in that first. He came in last night, that first quarter. Boy, he had the whole clip loaded. He was bow, bow, bow. Boy, was out there. Yeah, when, when you saw him at Kentucky, did you, when you saw him at Kentucky, did you think he'd be doing the shit he's doing now? Bro? Honestly, no. Like, you could, because he was a, you got to remember, he was a six man coming out of Kentucky, too. He was a six man coming exactly. up. Exactly. Um, I honestly didn't see it much. He, I think he averaged like 11, 12 a game out there. I was like, okay, cool. He doing what he do. Uh, just another Kentucky player. Blah blah blah. You saw he was. He saw he was pretty skilled. But you, I didn't know his bag was literally this deep, and he was this good of a scorer. Yeah, I mean, it got deeper. You know, obviously when he got to the league, because growth and maturity and shit. But it's just. It's hard to project that shit. Like, John Wall, everybody pretty much knew that John Wall would be what John Wall was. He might not have progressed that much, honestly. Eric Bledsoe kind of caught people by surprise. Demarcus Cousins was what he was. But Devin Booker is probably the biggest surprise. Yeah. I don't know. Kentucky produced, probably. I'm, I'm trying to think if someone else just, pro- just projected like he did, like came in kind of. I mean, he got drafted decently high. Not like he was like a second round. He was pick a lottery pick, though. I mean, he's just he's yeah, just a six. Actually, I know what you mean, though. He was a six man and everything, so you weren't necessarily yeah. knowing exactly everything yeah. he was capable right. of. 
And like he was a lottery pick, but he wasn't like the lottery pick. Like, oh, this is our savior either. You know what I mean? Because a lot of lottery picks they get picked, but it's like, all right, cool. We might have to. He's gonna have to adjust. He's gonna have to add something to his bag. He projects. He long term potential. You hear the term long term potential all the fucking time. And then you three years later you figured out the potential didn't exist. You know what I mean? So yeah, but I mean, kudos. He was on a he, but he was on he was on a talented squad though. You got to think of the guards that were on there. Cause you still had um what's it called you had the Harrison twins and that they were like sophomores that year. And you got to think all the buzz they had the year before. Are those your cousins? No, they're not my cousins. They from Texas though. Yeah, they're from Richmond, Texas, but that doesn't mean I know them. But they're not like your third cousins. Anyway, we'll talk about it all. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, so they had a they had a um what's called a pretty Tyler who was it? Was it uh what's oh boy? Uh Tyler Ulis, he was there too. Um Kat was there, obviously. Willie Colley Stein was there. They had a pretty talented team, so you can see why he came off the bench and why he didn't necessarily average everything that he averaged. But he was still, you know, he did what he did, like I said. But um, going back to that Lakers, hey, man, I just I saw a lot of people also talking about how, like, the the Lakers are regretting that trade now. They're regretting the – because they were like, they gave up B.I., they gave up Zoe, who's coming into his own. B.I. coming into his own was the all-star, blah, blah, blah. They gave him all those pieces, all those picks for a ring. And now they're blah, blah. They're in their hurt. And they were saying that the Pelicans are going to be a better team next year. And that the Lakers are falling off. The Lakers are X, Y, Z. And I was just like, bro, what are y'all talking about? You realize how difficult it is to win wow. a ring in the first place? And they sacrificed all that to get a ring, yes. So I'm pretty sure they're satisfied with getting a ring. Yeah, but let's be honest about the Lakers' long-term projection. It doesn't look good, right? It's directly tied to LeBron and AD. Yeah. They don't have anything past that. I mean, even even in the younger ranks, Kuzma, it's not looking great for him. I mean, all jokes aside, he was never a number one scorer to me. Uh, THT, Horton Tucker, I think is his name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, decent role players is just he, he, he they're going to have he to gotta figure out a he got to get a jump shot though he can he's a he's a really yeah. good he's a decently good slasher he's above average he's just got to figure out that jump shot. Yeah, the, their best the Lakers' best hope of rebuilding is AD asking for a trade like this. I'm talking about post AD and LeBron is one of those two asking for a trade out. You know what I'm saying, and then getting assets in return because otherwise you're your rebuild is going to be ugly because it, it does, it's not a a rebuild is never a one year fix, right? Even when you get core superstars, right? Look at the Sixers with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Their rebuild was still ugly for a long time. You know what I'm saying? It happened fairly, probably within the course of three seasons, they were competitive. Are back. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties. Uh, Spells, go ahead and finish what you were going with right there. Yeah, so pretty much I was just saying that the rebuild process is a long one. If you look at the 76, to give you a best case scenario on what it looks like just having to rebuild without superstars already in place. And then once you get those potential ones, it's still going to take a couple years. 
for them to develop and for you to find the right pieces. Because, I mean, Ben Simmons and MB have been good together for years, probably like at least the last two years, but they just didn't have the right pieces to kind of make them work. This has probably been the best, hmm, excuse me, it's, outside of the Jimmy Butler year, this has probably been the best supporting cast they've had in a while. So that's what the Lakers have to look forward to when they move on from LeBron and AD, whenever that may be, if ever. I mean, eventually they're going to move on. Eventually they're going to do what they got to do. Dang, I don't know where my mic just went. I can see it right now. It just went super quiet. Oh, well. Um, Speak up. Dang, that's weird. I'm, tr- I'm trying. I'm, I'm talking at the same spot. It's just that my mic not picking me up no more. I don't know what there happened. There you go. But... You, got, you, back, back. Just, you had to put base on oh, the okay. ball. Oh, my God. But, yeah, that, that rebuild process, I don't know how that's going to go. Um, you can always make trades. L.A. is a – Good destination, so I can I don't I can see more free agents eventually moving there. Even if LeBron and AD aren't there, they're gonna they're gonna always rebuild their LA. They, a star will always eventually come out there, so I'm not really worried about that. Um, do you? What was I about to go with that? Well, do you feel that they should regret that trade? Fuck no, they won the championship. Okay, that's what I thought. Good, good, good. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Yeah, and I mean, that's not to take anything away from the players that they traded because they are good. I think the Pelicans will be good. I mean, it's kind of the same, same point I was making with the Sixers. They have pieces in place, right? They have Brandon Ingram. They have Zion Williamson. And now those pieces have to grow. They traded Drew Holiday away, so now that's going to stunt some of the progression roster-wise they would have had. And they got to surround them with the right pieces, and those pieces have to grow with the centerpieces, and then we'll see what happens. They're in the West. So it's gonna be kind of tough. You see what's you see what's going on in the West right now. Niggas ain't playing. Luke ain't playing with these yeah, boys. So I mean, everything remains to be seen from there. But the the Pelicans have a decent trajectory. Maybe the, they might have the wrong head coach. Honestly, they definitely got the wrong head coach. Stan Van Gundy be trying to run a half court offense with a fast break team. I mean, half court offense is is important. It Even is, if you ran, not to be, it shouldn't be the focus. It shouldn't be, but I mean, it's important for them to learn. The only way you learn is repetition, and I mean, in the long term, even say say they they adjusted the scheme to the player's skill set now, right? Mm-hmm. The ceiling was never going to be the finals for them. You know what I'm saying? I guess you have a point there because in the playoffs, the game does slow down. Yeah. So if they run that fast paced offense when they get to the playoffs. It's not going to roll that like that. They're going to have to develop a half-court offense and everything. But their half-court offense isn't necessarily the best because, I mean, I don't see – Because they're young. Zion – well, also, I don't see – it. I feel like the wrong players have the ball in. You're making Lonzo into a more of a spot-up shooter role and having him play a lot off-ball and having him shoot a lot of threes. Like, he shoot like seven, eight threes a game. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have the ball in Brandon Ingram and Zion's hand, which you want the ball in your star's hands, yes. But to run the offense, I don't know if B.I. or Zion are necessarily the types of player to orchestrate the offense because not every player is. We just saw that with the Clippers, that's why they had to go get Rondo. That Not every star is built to run the offense. We saw Kawhi and Paul George weren't necessarily a, capable of doing it at a high enough level so that they had to bring somebody else in. So if they're going in that kind of route, I feel like they need to do some, make some personnel 
changes. Like they, they if they're gonna have the ball in Bi and Zion's hands, they need to first move Stephen Adams because Stephen Adams doesn't help that team because yeah. Zion's in the paint and Stephen Adams in the paint. Stephen Adams can't shoot. And you don't want Zion sitting on the perimeter all game because you have a big man that can't shoot. So you need to move that. You need to go get a legit starter caliber shooter or a point guard that's similar to that. Like you have to move Eric Bledsoe and bring in a shooter. Because you have Eric Bledsoe and Lonzo out there and B.I. and Zion and Steven Adams out there, who are your shooters on the court really? No, I mean, the points are making make sense, but I just think they're trying shit for real. Like, why yeah, not? It's, it's a lost season, right? So why not see what Brandon Ingram can do and then see where he can improve as a ball handler and the initiator? And then why not see really the most interesting thing they're doing is having Zion bring the ball up, right? It has Zion initiate offense because he's he's your most dangerous threat. Even if Brandon Ingram is your best scorer, Zion Williamson is, is your best, the most dangerous threat because he can score pretty well from anywhere below the free throw line, and then he can create his own offensive rebounds. He's he's a he's a handful to handle in the post because he's fucking two eighty and strong ass cow, strong ass. It was it's just an interesting matchup, and then if he can do stuff off the dribble, then I mean you can't just you know front the post on him. You know what I'm saying? Because now he already has the ball in his hands, and not let let Zion Williamson get proficient in the pick and roll. You know, I feel you there. Tell me that's not scary. You remember when that big ass one? No, it is because I started thinking about Giannis. Oh, that is his young and Giannis, right? You have a yeah, big... but LeBron was always a playmaker. LeBron was always even you can see in the hype he had that playmaking. Correct, but I'm just yeah, saying when LeBron had the inclination to drive. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's why not? It's, the Pelicans are just doing throwaway shit. I don't think Van Gundy's a horrible coach. I don't think he's the best coach ever either. I think he'll be kind of a Mark Jackson type dude where he gets them to a certain floor. And then another coach benefits from that, and, you know, he unlocks their ceiling. But that roster may look drastically different because losing, you know, normally leads to roster changes and, you know, money becomes an issue. Who knows what Brandon Ingram resigns for eventually? Who knows what Zion Williamson – I mean, Zion Williamson might want to trade soon anyway because I really feel like he wants that New York market. He didn't want – well, two points there. Um when Zion, Zion already, whenever he was in high school, he laughed about the the New York thing. And the other ones, uh, Brandon Ingram had already re-signed. He already signed his extension, remember? How long was it? Yeah, it was like, it was a five-year, like 150 mil contract. Oh it was like God. 150. I think it was like on a higher, it might have been closer to 160. I don't know. I just remember it was a, at least 150 mil, five years. Because I remember he signed, paid up that contract. You said he was doing what? I was busy raising children when he signed that contract. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So he signed his, um, what's it called? Yeah, that was last year he signed. And Lonzo still has to sign this year. That's that's the one that, that's the current contract that they have to work on. Because they still have, technically have his right, that he's a restricted free agent, so they can match whatever contract he gets. But you saw at the beginning of the year, they couldn't agree on contract terms because long they didn't, Exactly, disclose the amount, but mm. they weren't at the at a good point. Obviously, I mean, um, if I was Lonzo, I'd take my talent somewhere else. To be honest with you, I mean, why not play with somebody like Zion and Bir? Still, like a good match with him, though. I mean, they both they both um, vouch for Lonzo a lot, saying that they want Lonzo there. They like Lonzo. They like they're big Lonzo fans. 
So he's, I can see he's a time sensitive talent. And what I mean by that is like you saw how quickly like so when he first came in the league rookie year, everybody was enamored with him, right? Oh, his court vision. Oh, you know the versatility. He's rebounding. His defense. Bullshit. 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 Right. And then LeBron comes and the team underperforms. Alonzo isn't necessarily trash. You know, his his weaknesses are still his weaknesses, right? He's not a great outside shooter. You know, he's not a primary scorer. So he nothing nothing changed, but once the team success and expectations change, then suddenly, oh, we gotta get rid of Alonzo, right? Now he's trade bait. Then he goes to New Orleans. And, you know, he he improves, but he doesn't get any credit for improving for real. And what kind of dog do you have? Oh, you can hear it? Yeah, that motherfucker got some lungs on it. Anyways. Um yeah, a cockadoodle out there. A cockadoo <laughs> and a poodle mix. To make a long story oh, short, man. As a as the Pelicans fortunes, you know, rise or fall, so were Alonzo's. And that's not the case for like a lot of players. And he's if he'll be a wasted talent if the Pelicans start to like perform worse. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like he's a he's an easy fall guy because even when they were struggling this year, I saw a lot of people, especially Pelicans fans, slandering Lonzo and talking about Lonzo this, Lonzo that. But I was like, what do y'all talk? Eric Bledsoe or Drew Bledsoe is right there. Mm-hmm. Drew Bledsoe is literally right there, and he's not he's not. I think a Eric good defender Bledsoe. anymore. I think it's Eric Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe's a quarterback. Uh, like I said, Drew Bledsoe. Uh, shout out Terry Rozier. Okay. Uh, so Drew Bledsoe, um, what's called? He's not a good defender anymore. He can't shoot for anything. He can't run an offense. He's getting paid a lot of money to not be a good point guard anymore. Mm-hmm. He's being off ball, but he's off ball and he can't shoot. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be a real. He relies on his athleticism, but his athleticism isn't there anymore. And he's supposed to be a good defender. Like I said, his he's defensively he's not there anymore. So if you look at his numbers and you look at his productivity, I'm like, how is he not taking the fall? But Lonzo is when y'all are making Lonzo do something he's never done before. Y'all that are making, y'all nature, taking the ball yeah. out of his hand. Yeah. You're taking the ball out of his hand and putting him and making him yeah. be a spot up shooter. He's one of your top guys in three point attempts. And it's like, your audio breaking. that's up. not y'all. That, oh, my apologies. Uh, you hear me now? I'm gonna say you can hear me now. All right, bet. Um, let's go. So he he's a they making him shoot a lot of threes and such and such. However, that's never been his game. That's a weakness of his. But like you said, they're just trying things right now. So maybe that it, it builds up on it. Just like we talked about, like Giannis when Jason Kidd made him the point guard, and we went from there. And we saw we experimented. We saw that it really helped Giannis's development. Maybe making Alonzo a spot-up shooter. You saw he was being streaky. Some games he went off and made a lot of threes. Some games he couldn't make a three for anything. So maybe that ends up benefiting him in the long run. But we still got to figure out this contract in the first place. Hey, man, let's take a break and get this audio figured out. We having some technical difficulties. Cats praying on our downfall, but you know we ain't gonna we 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 stand up. We not about to you know fall out like that. We gonna keep it going. Technical difficulties keep happening. 
Audio keeps cutting out. Computer shutting off. No matter what's going on, we still back. Round three. Let's see how it goes. At least we don't have to keep taking multiple breaks and be like, hey, we'll be right back now because yeah. the audio already cutting out for us. We're not going to let Russia win, America. <laughs> so, like I was saying, though, like the whole Lonzo thing, I'm like, I mean, I like Lonzo, so I'm, it's not even though, but it's not like more of a fan ba- fanboy thing. It's more of a, I don't, I like seeing players in the right situations. I don't like crit- criticizing players when they're not playing to their strengths. So, if you take a player and take him out of his comfort zone and put him in a different situation and he doesn't perform well, then I'm like, uh, I can't, I don't really criticize that. Right. Let's take somebody like even an all time great, like somebody like LeBron. If you take him away and put him on a team full of non shooters and no floor spacing, think of 2017, 2018 OKC. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you remember that team with no shooting, no floor spacing. Y'all, y'all, y'all didn't have a lot. Because that was when y'all had, what's his name? Oh boy. Um, Roberson or whatever. Yeah. Still, y'all had y'all had all those players that could y'all didn't have a lot of spacing. So you put him on a team like that, or you you know, like how you put Russ on that team. Like you, you, everybody's just collapsing in the paint. You don't really have nobody to kick out to. I wouldn't want to criticize you as much because it's like you don't have the right personnel around you. So I'm not gonna give you a fair critique. That's why I don't really criticize Zion much or Bi much either because. It's hard for them to play their strength with Zion trying to go to the paint. That's why I think it's even more amazing that he's in the paint and being so efficient and effective in the paint with another big in the paint with them that can't space the floor and other players that aren't the greatest at spacing the floor so that the defense is kind of crowding him. He always is going going against more than one person, more than one body in the paint, yet he can still be effective. Yeah. It's – I mean – I. On the other hand, like I like people doing things they're uncomfortable with, right? As long as the coaching staff is holding it against them, because if you're going to ask a point guard that's ball ball handle first, pass first to be off the ball, and he doesn't perform up to like the standards you think he should, it's not his fault, right? You're the coach; you're supposed to put the players in the best position to win. But if you're cool with his productivity going down a little bit for the overall product of your team to look better, then that's fine. I don't really care what the fans think as much, even though, you know, it's fun to to peruse Twitter interactions and shit like that, as long as the coaches don't hold them against them. Because at that point, like, say, Lonzo was averaging 16 and they move into shooting guard, he averages 12 points a game, right? That's fucking with his bottom line when it comes to contract talks time. But if the coach is communicating with the GM, like, oh, no, this is what I want to see because when he's playing off the ball, he does X, Y, and Z for us. So he's worth the shit his agent is asking for, then you know that situation is fine. So it's really all about, uh, I guess accountability within the organization for you know what's happening with their players. Like if Lonzo was just being shitty, then that's another story. But I, I like Lonzo, and I think he basketball IQ wise, he'll do well on any team. I would like to see him on a team that's actually winning because you put him on a winning basketball team, and I think his efforts would be appreciated a lot more. Yeah, I agree. He's like one of those players that you only really see his effectiveness on a winning team. Mm-hmm. Like on those losing teams, he doesn't bring enough. But on winning teams, kind of like a Rondo where you see he's more effective on a winning team in a championship caliber team versus a losing team and a team that's not really made to go far. 
like their skill sets don't their skill sets aren't used as well. Yeah. But um that's not about Alonzo. Like I remember I told you I had two I had two homeboys I had to talk with you, bro. The other one, <sighs> he's a hardcore Jordan stan. Like a hardcore Jordan stan. Mm-hmm. And he annoys me, and he talks. He always comes after me, and I'm a, I'm not even a LeBron fan. I'm a Celtic. I'm not even a LeBron fan. I just I tell him the same thing every single time because he slanders LeBron. He'll make fun of LeBron over every little thing. And I'm like, why can't you just appreciate greatness? Right. Like when it comes to like a lot of the Jordan, Kobe, um, what's called LeBron. I don't compare those three. I compare people usually by position. That's the only way I can see. Like, oh. Yeah, Jordan, Kobe, they're both great. But, I mean, depending on my situation, depending on what team I have around, I might take one over the other. But those two are still, to me, the greatest shooting guards of all time. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. LeBron, whoever, I'm not going to – I don't like necessarily get into that greatness thing because there's other factors that play a role into it, play a role into it as well. And I tell him that, and he always like, oh, no, LeBron, this way. So this morning, after I had just finished arguing with the Pelicans fan, um, I get it. It's like it's like God was testing me today. He messages me and he's like, um, what's called? Like he uh, he messaged me. He's like, oh blah blah blah. Lakers slash LeBron equals trash. And I was like, I'm looking. I looked at my phone. And I'm like, why? Why are we starting this already? And I was like, you're a grown man who hates another grown man simply because he threatens one of your favorite players' legacy. Right. Said. So, that doesn't make sense to me. And I don't really think he threatens Jordan's legacy, man. Like, I just don't think <sighs> that debate gets tired, bro. It does. It's it, so exhausting. That's why I, was like, I don't know why they keep wanting to do it. It requires, like, a lot of, like, projection. Like, how would Jordan look in today's NBA? How would LeBron look in that NBA? How do you, like, and then it's, like, math and shit. Like, I, I fucking hate math and just trying to fucking. LeBron has four rings, bro. It's pretty fucking good. Like, he's the GOAT of something. Our generation, all time, I don't give a fuck. He's a GOAT. Jordan, I mean, it's Jordan. He fought at this shit. You know what I'm saying? He pretty much made Kobe Bryant just by being Jordan. So, I mean, that's just appreciate greatness while it's here, man. That's the one thing I, I regret about my fandom of Kobe. You know what I'm saying? I always appreciated Kobe's work ethic and his game. But... I didn't truly appreciate it until he was gone, you know, until he retired and then even more after he died. And I just, I hate for people to do that with LeBron because nobody is doing the shit he's doing. The man is about to turn 37. Think about that. He, it, realistically, he has probably two years before he's like, I can't do this shit no more. Not at a proficient level. And there's, there's going to be a void. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, you know what's crazy? You're saying he got two years left, but he's 37. Think of other players that like have gone in the year. Think of every think of your favorite player in year 18, year 17, right? Year 16, right? Year 15. Think of your favorite player, and you see what he's doing at such a high level, and people are still just saying things to him and be like, "Oh, he got knocked out in the first round in year 18." Yeah. That means he's garbage. That means he can't be compared to blah blah blah. That that hurts his legacy, and it's like. Y'all realize he's in year 18, right? Yeah. And, this man is in year 18. And I, I think the scary part is, like, I never want to see LeBron have to start doing things in spurts, right? Like, because you've seen a little bit this year, like, he can still turn the corner on somebody, but he does it in spurts. He can still 
elevate crazy high, but he does it in spurts. He can still throw you in his post. He does it in spurts. He's thinking all, he's thinking the game a lot more. And I just don't want to start seeing like I don't want to see him relegate it down to like a rotational player like Carmelo Anthony or some shit like that. Like that can't be how it goes down, and it never will because he's fucking LeBron. But like I should never even think like yeah, he'll retire. I feel like he'll retire before then. I don't even want to. I don't. Unless I don't want to hear it brought the up. Number one, like even though I, brought, I don't want to hear it brought yeah. up by anybody. Yeah, bro. Like because those those attack those things are just they're draining, and I I I have I'm starting to start ignoring more people. Like I I mute a lot of words on Twitter now. Like La um what's called Lafraud La. Mickey, all those things. I'm I'm starting to mute. I'm like, y'all got all this hate in y'all heart for this man just because he plays a children's game, like we talked about before. Like y'all hate this man for playing the game, and because somebody you like somebody else, and you're like, oh well, I like him, so I can't like him. It's like why? That doesn't make sense to Mm -hmm. me. And then they contradict themselves because they build they build these narratives. Like my like my homie just texts me. They build these narratives like. Uh, LeBron wouldn't have won four rings without all that superstar help around him. He needed to build a super team with stacked benches. And I said, what are you talking about, stacked benches? Those benches were trash, man. Team. He won the ring with Mario those Chalmers. Line, yeah. That's, but they say that they're, those were super benches. And they cause they go based off of names. They ignore context. That's what I say. Like, y'all ignore context. Y'all like, oh, yeah, he had Ray Allen for one of them. And Ray Allen is X, Y, Z. And I'm like, that's not the same Ray Allen as we saw in Seattle and Milwaukee and Boston. Yeah. That's not the same guy. Y'all talking about Shane Batty. That's not the same guy. By listening to what y'all are saying, y'all, y'all are just saying names and y'all ignoring context. Yeah, LeBron's, There's always context to these LeBron's guys. benches was like the group of old niggas that come on the court and just got basketball IQ and just get good run, man. Like LeBron was the catalyst for all that shit coming together and looking like it was a super bench. But it was really just niggas that understood their role. I should probably stop saying niggas on this pod, but it won't happen tonight. It's really just niggas that understood the role <laughs> and like came to the team for a purpose, and there was something bigger than themselves. And that's that's revealing in itself that people will come to a team and they'll just conform. Like, okay, I was I was player A on my team, or I was player B on my team, but on this team, I'm just running to the quarter corner. On this team, I'm just getting boards. On this team, I'm pick and roll hell. On this team, I'm the foul guy. Like if you come play with LeBron, you're just it's basketball at the purest form because it's actual team play. You know what I'm saying? And the- yeah, you don't really see that's what that's the thing I like to um, compliment him on. Not to like diminish anybody else like Jordan or Kobe, but you see other play other great players. You didn't start seeing you didn't see why he was in Cleveland, but after when he went to Miami, after Miami, you saw a lot of great players and a lot of really good players gravitate to LeBron and be like, we want to play with him. Mm-hmm. We want to play with him. We want to do things like that. And even if it makes that means I have to take a significantly less role, like I want to play with him. And so I don't I don't like that people just diminish his accomplishments. And I don't like that they change the narratives and stuff like say like he had a stacked team, but then Jordan carried a bunch of scrubs. Cause I'm like, that's diminishing Jordan's team too as well. But I don't like how people diminish Scottie Pippen. I'm a Dennis Rodman fan, and I don't like how they diminish Dennis Rodman either. Because I was told that dude was telling me that didn't they didn't even need Dennis Rodman for that second three P. They would have won it without him. But he wasn't even really doing much. They look at their numbers. I'm like, you weren't even alive at that time. Neither was I. But they look at the numbers and they just 
be like, oh, he averaged like five points a game while Jordan didn't eat him. Jordan did blah, blah, blah. And it's like, y'all ignore everything else. Championships are not an individual award. They're a team accomplishment. Some people are blessed and born. And I mean, I say born. Some people are blessed and get drafted into good situations. Like, and their GMs and their teams take care of them. And then some players don't necessarily get drafted into that, but then they get, like, people don't like them because they want to go to a better situation for them. Ignoring that if they don't win and they don't do X, Y, and Z, that they're not going to be gone down in history like a lot of other players. Think about players like Carl Malone and Charles Barkley. Think about how much further they are falling out of the all-time list. Think of people like, like, like I said, I don't even like Carl Malone because Car- F. Carl Malone and everything. He had child rapists and everything like that. I don't like him. But on the basketball court, we know what the man did. Mm-hmm. We know we know what the man did. Second all-time in scoring, MVPs doing all this and other stuff. He's way more accomplished than other players. He's more accomplished as a player than Dirk is as an all-around player. He's more accomplished – than all these other players, like he's, I would honestly put just off. If you look at his numbers and his productivity, he could be. You can make the argument that he's more accomplished than Kevin Garnett. The only thing he's missing is the ring, the defense player of the year. However, you see, in the you look at the all-time power forward list, you see Tim Duncan, you see KG, you see Dirk, you see Charles Barkley, you see all these other players, Dennis Rodman. Like you see all these other players get put ahead of people like Carl Malone and Charles Barkley now because they hit him on a ring. So you fault them for not winning a ring, but then you fault them for not going to a better situation try to win a ring. Right. So it's like the fans don't know what they want. They don't they want you to just they don't fault the organization, but they fault you. They want you to just be like a Superman, even though that's not possible because not even Jordan, not even the greatest player of all time, Kareem, LeBron and Kobe, none of them could win it. By themselves, none of those great, like none of those goats, could win it by themselves. So I don't. Yeah, people fair. love to say, "Man, people just don't want to compete no more. Don't they don't want to go at each other's heads no more. It's all it's all AAU ball now, man. Shut the fuck up. Like it's yeah. a team game. It's always been a team game. Why would you not want to play with the best team you can? If the the salary yeah. cap is there to you know determine competitive event, that's really what the salary cap is there for, because the best players get paid the most money. And so how your organization manages this money determines how well you can put together a team. And now I don't even feel like going down that fucking rabbit hole, man. People just just enjoy the shit, man. Once you if your team, like my team, is not playoff eligible, just enjoy some good basketball, man. It's it's cool seeing the best player in the world do what the best player in the world does. It was cool watching them get knocked off the playoffs. It was. It was, it was refreshing for a change. It's cool seeing CP3 get a chance to shine. Deep Deep Book get a chance to shine. It's cool to see. And I think a lot of people would, like doubt that and downplay that because they're like, "Oh, all these super, all the these players aren't in here, so nobody's gonna want to watch. Nobody's gonna do X, Y, Z." And I'm like, "Don't speak for me, but that's like a it's it's refreshing, like you were saying, just to see other people get a chance." Yeah, it's it's basketball, bro. And once again, it's gonna be basketball, like. Pretty much all these teams that's left in the Western Conference moved the ball really well. I mean, the Clippers and the Mavs playing right now, they're all kind of pick and roll ISO heavy, but 
even they get some movement going. But I mean, Utah moves the ball well. Denver really moves the ball well. That's why they beat the Lakers, in my opinion. And I mean, it's just gonna be some good basketball. The East, you got a good match. You still got some superstars in this motherfucker. You got three of them on one team. You know what I'm saying? And KD about to eat. So facts, but um, I don't know. Like I said, we gotta get, we gotta, we gotta do better. We gotta do better as a community, as a sport, not just basketball, but as a sports community. Because, like I said before, like we've already stated, like these players aren't here around forever. Not even talking about death; they're just not gonna be playing forever. Like you never know. Your favorite player kid, you know, knock on wood and everything. Anything could happen. They could be like a Grand Hill. They could be anything like that. And they could suffer a couple of injuries and they can never be the same. Mm-hmm. And you had all that hate in your heart and you hate them instead of appreciating their greatness. Now you'll never get to see how great they actually could have been. Or you'll never get to see them play at that level again. Like, look at D. Rose. I'm sure he there was a lot of people hating on him at the time. While he was over there striving to be MVP, a lot of LeBron fanboys were hating on him because they were like he shouldn't deserve it. But now we never gonna see that D Rose again. We never get, we never got, we never got to see what D Rose could have been. And instead of appreciating the little we got, y'all spend your time hating. So I don't know. We I guess we just gotta end it on that kind of note. But uh, like I said, we gotta do better and. Yeah, that, that's like a we, we we weren't on a hype mode. We 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 went we went we went down to another path. Yeah, man, it's, it happens like that sometimes, man. That's what happens when you just kind of go with the flow. Yeah, that's all we ever do is go with the flow. No script, off the dome, off of everything like that. But um, anyway, this has been another episode of the Ad Geeks podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and making this part of your weekly routine. As always, always, always remember to respect women. But most importantly, remember to respect yourself. Because simping ain't pimping, player. We out.